Hey there. Thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better. And our heart is to reach, send, nurture and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Good morning. Here we are again. That's good. Well, as Trent said, we are heading into our third week of prayer and fasting. And this morning I get to pull the scripture open a little bit, see what it has to say. You know, I really want to challenge you. I've got a a few bits of scripture this morning that I actually want for you to utilize as evidence of what God can do through prayer. And so, you know, we started a couple of weeks ago with Ruth talking about fasting, that, uh, you know, when we fast, it's a sacrifice. And she gave us examples of what that looks like through the Bible, of what, you know, God did through people fasting and the different ways that we can fast. Then last week we heard from Trent. Trent was talking about, you know, with our individual lives, what prayer does. Uh, And, you know, brought us back again to you know, we're talking about prayer and fasting. They go hand in hand together, um, particularly in this season. And fasting without prayer is just a diet. And uh, as good as diets are, you know, we want to have our sacrifice of giving up something to see God move on our behalf, to see God bring breakthrough, to see God do something that we've never seen him do before. And so I really pray that over this past two weeks, and you know that the week to come that you have really started to sense such a sense of what God is doing in your life that you've delved a little deeper into your relationship with God and that you're getting to know him a whole lot more. So I'm going to ask you this question. What if prayer wasn't just about you and what you can get but brought others before God and saw their situations changed? You know, we're going to have a look through the word today. And do you know from Genesis to Revelation, there is example after example after example of how God laid upon someone's heart to pray on behalf of people and their situations changed. Yes, our individual prayers are important. Does God want to hear from us and want to know what our wants and needs and desires are? Absolutely. But you know, I think there's something really special when we actually bring other people's needs before him on their behalf. I don't know if you've ever had a friend or or journeyed through a a time um, where that friend has been really struggling and they they have prayed all the prayers that they know to pray and they've cried all the tears and they've called out all that they can and they, they feel like they're starting to lose hope. But then you find out about the situation and you've got faith for that. You've got faith to stand in the gap for that person. You've got faith to pray and see their situation, see breakthrough. You know, there's uh, quite a few friends right now that we're standing with believing that God would miraculously provide in situations, that God would do the impossible because prayer changes things. Our heart's posture uh, should be one... um, 
that, that wants to see God move in situations. And, and John the Baptist was famously know, known for saying in John 3, he must become greater and I must become less and less. We want to put him at the focus of, what, of our attention. You know, I I, I mentioned before that from Genesis to Revelation, we have evidence of people praying. And so did you know that the first instance of prayer is actually found in Genesis 4, verse 26? Let me read it to you. Seth also had a son and he named him Enosh. At that time, the people began to call upon the name of the Lord. So this has happened after Cain has killed Abel. Um, And God comes and blesses Adam and Eve with another son, Seth. Do you know Seth's name actually means granted, appointed, and compensated. Now, if you know the story of Cain and Abel, you know that one brother killed the other. And the heartache that Adam and Eve must have gone through losing a son but God comes and blesses them and enables them to have another son, you know, and he then has a son. So the generations start following on. I just imagine the stories that Enosh must have heard from his grandparents, Adam and Eve, as he sat around with them. You know, he would have heard about what it was like to walk in the Garden of Eden with God and just talk with him. You know, then hear the story of what it was like when they, they sinned and, and, you know, there was a separation that took place. But it was in this generation that people began to call upon the name of the Lord. Their response in, in what I can only imagine would be a difficult situation because Adam and Eve knew what it was like to, to walk with God and to talk with God and, and then sin entered the world and, and there was a difference of relationship that happened because of their sin. But the response of the people was to what? The response was to pray because prayer changes situations. What if we jump to Exodus What about when Moses petitioned God to not wipe out the the children of Israel because they were worshipping a calf? You know, Exodus 32, verses 11 to 14. But Moses tried to pacify the Lord his God. O Lord, he said, why are you so angry with your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt with such great power and such a strong hand? Why let the Egyptians say their God rescued them with evil intention of slaughtering them in the mountains and wiping them from the face of the earth? Turn away your fierce anger. Change your mind about this terrible disaster you have threatened against your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, you bound yourself to them with an oath, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of the heaven, and I will give them all of this land that I have promised to your descendants. They will possess it forever. And here it is. So the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring on his people. I can imagine God's frustration. You know, here's a whole people that he's done so much for already. He's brought them out of captivity in Egypt. 
He parted the Red Sea so they could walk across unharmed. You know, he gave them a pillar of smoke during the day and a pillar of fire during the night to reestablish that he was with them, he was guiding them, he was leading them. He's provided them with manna and quail from heaven. You know, Moses hit the rock with his staff and water began to flow. And despite all this evidence of God being with them, what do the people do? They go astray. They start concocting and making this idol because they think that God's abandoned them. How quickly we forget what it is that God has done for us when hard seasons come. We forget to go back and remember God did this and then he did this and then he did this. We, we get so consumed with the, the narrow side of what's happening in our lives here and now that we forget the promises that God has given us or the things that he's done before the times before that he's answered our prayer. But Moses interjected. Now, think about that for a second. You're having this conversation with God. God says, I'm done. Like, I've done so much for these people. Look at them. They've gone and concocted this golden calf. They're worshipping that. They're not worshipping me. I think I'd be better off if I just wiped them off. And Moses goes, no, God. No, God. Don't. Remember what you've said. Remember the promises. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Remember what you did. Imagine what would have happened if Moses didn't interject on behalf of the people. Our history would look a whole lot different. God listened and prayer changed the situation. What about Daniel? You know, King Nebuchadnezzar is in his room one night, lies down, has this vision, is like totally freaked out by the vision because he's got no idea what it means. So he calls for all these wise advisors, you know, the sorcerers and the astrologers and all these peeps, right? And he goes, right, you've got to tell me what does this mean? And they already know. They know that they can't. They've got no idea what the vision meant. And so King Nebuchadnezzar goes, right, that's it. I'm done. You can all just die then. If you're not going to bring me any benefit, I'm going to wipe you off. But Daniel hears about it. So Daniel 2, verse 17 to 19. Then Daniel went home and told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, what had happened. He urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret so that they would not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. That night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. Daniel praised. Do you know that prayer and worship go hand in hand? They go together, church. And, and I love that. Here's another example. Daniel hears of, of something going on. Daniel, Daniel's like, oh, I know who I need to go to. I need to go to God. This is not just going to affect me. This is going to affect other people as well. Come on. He grabs his friends. Come on. Have you got friends that you can grab when you're believing God for something? 
If you don't, come on, look around, start praying. Come on, have a, a small gathering of people around you that you know that you can rely upon when you need to see God move. And this is what happens. Daniel replied, so this is uh, verses 27 to 28. Daniel replied, There are no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or fortune tellers who can reveal the king's secret, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. He is showing King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the future. Now I will tell you, you um, tell you your dream and the visions you saw as you lay on your bed. Come on. It was in that time that prayer changed a situation. Not only did it bring clarity for somebody else who was questioning God, wanting to know what something meant, you know, what was going on, this dream and this vision that King Nebuchadnezzar had had, but then a group, a small group of people get together, seek God together, pray together and see the answer happen because prayer changes situations. Come on, let's jump to the New Testament now. And our, our, our hinging scripture for these 21 days of prayer and fasting has been from Matthew 6. You know, and, and Jesus actually teaches us how we pray. Let's read it together. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need before you ask him. Pray like this, our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Four times, when you pray, But when you pray, when you pray, pray like this. Come on, prayer is such a critical component for our lives. And this prayer, the one that Jesus taught us to pray, has to do about us, yes, but has to do about worshipping God. It starts off and says, you know... um, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy or hallowed be your name, other transactions put it. It worships God, it acknowledges him for who he is. Come with sincerity when you pray. Come with worship, come with humility and come with a posture that says, I can't do this by myself, I need you. Because prayer changes situations. What about James? 
You know, we're talking before about how Daniel in that situation goes and grabs some friends that that pray together. You know, James gives us another thing that we can do together with with other people to pray. It says, James 5.16, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. It can be confronting having to go to a friend and say, hey, can you join me in prayer with this? I'm really struggling. Maybe you've sinned. Maybe you're stuck in a pattern of sin and, and you just don't know how to get out. And, and, you know, our natural reaction in that is, is to withdraw from people because we want people to only see the good side, not the bad side. But here the scripture is encouraging us as we pray together, as we come together, you know, that God can move and bring healing. We know that, you know, for forgiveness of sin, we don't have to go through anyone else. We simply just go to God himself and say, forgive me of my sin, God. But sometimes we need others around us to keep us accountable and to push us forward in our relationship with God. Because we're built for relationship. If you believe the lie that isolation is better than relationship, I pray today that you get a fresh revelation. Come on, the easiest thing for us to do in, in seasons like right now, you know, in lockdown six, and you look at the daily case numbers and you go, oh, I just want to be out. We look at our friends and our family that might be in other states in Australia that have freedom or even in regional Victoria right now. And, you know, there can be a little tinge to us going, oh, how come they get to do that? But we don't. But we are in the season that we're in. And one thing I know for sure is that God will walk with us through every situation. He doesn't abandon us. No, he comes close to us. But sometimes we're the barrier. We're the barrier. And so we need good people around us to give us a kick up the bum sometimes. Come on. There's times where I've been flat in my relationship with God and someone's had a conversation with me and I've been so deeply convicted that I'm like, oh, I don't like it, God, but okay. Come on, we are to be a people that press into God. When everything else doesn't make sense, he does. So we've got to press forward. And sometimes our relationship with God can can feel like a hard slog. You know, it's not all skipping along the top of the mountaintops, feeling the presence of God in every single moment. But coming back to the fact that we know, God, you're with me. God, you're with me. God, I know you're with me. And in those times where we're down or, or we can't see a way out or we feel stuck and we grab others around us and go, can you pray with me? Come on, I want to get out of this slump that I'm in. I want to see this depression lift off me. I don't want to have these nightmares that I've been dealing with any longer. Come on, I'm just feeling really flat. Would you do a Bible plan with me? As we come together, there is strength. Because prayer changes situations. You know, sometimes we ask the question, do our prayers even reach heaven? 
In Revelation 8, verse 3, it says, Then another angel with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar, and a great amount of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne. The prayers of God's people sitting there, mixed in as a sweet aroma to God. He hears our prayers. I don't know if you've seen the movie Bruce Almighty. Hilarious if you haven't. But you know what? It gives this demonstration because this is how my brain thinks. So if I pray and all these different other people are praying at the same time as me, how the heck does God deal with that? And so, you know, it has this scene where it's like they're all coming on an email and it's like filling up way quicker than he can even read any of them. And, and, I, and, and in our human comprehension, we think sometimes, you know, my prayer is just another one and how would God hear that? Why would he hear that? But he hears at church. Every prayer you pray is heard by your Father in heaven. But the thing we struggle with sometimes is because prayer doesn't get answered in our timeline. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes God's answer to prayer is instantaneous. More often than not, I found in my life there's a delay because my timing's not His. And you know what? Sometimes there's even occurrences where God says no. And I know in my life, and I'm sure you do too, thank goodness for some of my prayers going unanswered. Because there's some stuff that I thought I wanted or I thought I knew or I thought I wanted to experience at some stage that actually wasn't part of what God had for me. And so His no for that, uh, you know, actually enabled me to, to walk into a greater yes. Don't be dissatisfied with your relationship with God because He is only a prayer away. If you are struggling, church, reach out. Reach out to somebody. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to us. You know, in the chat this morning, you can reach out in that. You can DM us. You can email us. Many of you have our numbers. Just call. We want to be a people. We want to be a church. We want to be a generations of Christians on the earth right now that see God do something, something fresh and new because our world needs revival. Our world needs to see a fresh encounter of God. Prayer changes situations and it reaches to heaven. From Genesis to Revelation, we see time after time. And there are so many other examples I could have pulled from the Word of God this morning to encourage you. But we would have been here all week and then some. And so, you know, dive into the Word. Get to know Him more. Find trusted people to do life with that when you need prayer, you know you can rely upon them to be praying Not just friends that say, I'm praying for you and forget. But actually friends that stand in the gap with you, that pray with you, that encourage with you. You know, when we do corporate times of of prayer, even before our service um, here in church, God hears that. 
Come on, it, it, it starts a platform from where God can move from. It prepares our hearts. Prayer is just a conversation with God. It's not complex. You don't have to have the right words. Sometimes, you know, maybe all your prayer is, Jesus, help me. I don't know what your situation is today, but I want to pray even this week as we finish out this 21 days of prayer and fasting, that we finish strong. For those of you that have been praying and fasting and haven't seen anything shift yet, come on, I'm going to pray and believe and we're going to do that together. Hey, just being on live stream doesn't mean that we're separated. You know, it means that we can still come together. God hears our prayer in whichever room we are in. So let's pray together this morning. God, help us to be ones that pray not just for ourselves, but for others as well. God, those situations that we've been praying for over these 21 days of prayer and fasting, maybe those situations that have been praying for for years and years and years and years. God, Whatever it is, you hear every prayer that we pray. You want us to have a deeper, more intimate, real relationship with you. And God, I just pray over this coming week, God, that people would pray and begin to hear you afresh. Father, I pray as people are pushing into you, God, that they would not come up short, but Lord, they would know what it is to be able to hear you, to be able to see you move. Father, I pray for impossible situations to have turnarounds this week. God, let us be your people. We pray for our church right now. God, we want to see people come to know you through our church. God, we want to see the impact of your gospel spread to the ends of the earth like it never has before. So Lord, let there just be such a sense of heaven in every room where every person is listening to this today. I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.